Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. to be on the show today. You're going to have to excuse my voice. I lost my voice in meetings all week this week. Um, but I have to say, I could stay on listening to Deja Vu all day from our co-host, producer, and like a brother to me from another mother, um, Jay Logan. I'm going to bring him on in a few minutes, but I want you guys to go out and support Jay. It's on Apple iTunes. It's called The Sunrider Project by Jay Logan, J-A-E-E, Logan. Well, I had to stop it, but I wanted to keep going. Well, we have Kara Alemo on today, global PR consultant, also formerly with the United Nations, also formerly with the Obama administration. She's also wrote a a new book called The Pitch, Tweet, or engage on the street, how to practice global public relations and strategic communication. She has extensive experience, a very young woman with such extensive experience, we can't wait to talk with her. She will share with you about really communicating personally and professionally with other cultures. This is a short show today, probably 25 minutes at max. And before long, we're going to bring you on to Mr. Jay Logan, who's going to give you a few minutes of the news. Without further ado, Mr. Jay Logan. Hi, Jay. How are you today? Hey, I'm doing great. Uh, our, our hot spell is over in California, so now we're I'm on the downhill. Leaves are falling. No, no Jay. <laughs> I'm sorry. The hot spell is not over. We have 89 degrees here. I'm losing my voice. It's, the, the weather is on menopause, Jay. It is totally on menopause. Oh. Mother Earth is on wow. menopause. Wow. <laughs> so, we're backwards. We're supposed to have your weather out here, and you guys are supposed to have this uh, gloom, doom. With the, with the, the leaves are falling. They're falling yeah. tomorrow even more. Yeah. <laughs> well, we're waiting, we're waiting for Kara to come on, and while we're doing that, would you give us the news, Jay? I sure will. Um, 
Well, I want to start off with uh, with this uh, an effective effective but exhausting alternative to high school suspension. So um, we all know that they have a no uh, zero tolerance level in our school system that was set several years ago. You know, we're not going to put up with these kids, you know, back talking and using all these nice, glorious, terrible words that they use in the hallway. So uh, one student. Um, you know, had his cell phone out, and then one of the uh, teachers were walking through the hall, and she, you know, she was an energetic teacher, and she was she was in, entertaining and assertive, but she spoke to the 17-year-old in a way that he didn't like about his uh, cell phone. So he had to report to the dean's office. So when he did, the dean said, uh, this is zero tolerance. We're not going to put up with this. You will not participate in the evening basketball game. Whoa, why did he say that? The kid had a tantrum and burst out the office, ran upstairs to the teacher who he had the words with, jumped over the desk, confronted her. They tried to pull him off, and uh, he had to go back to the dean's office. So given that said, um, maybe the way that we are dealing with these kind of issues aren't effective. The zero tolerance level um, might not be working in a lot of schools here in San Francisco, Oakland, or Manhattan, New York, or anywhere. Maybe you have to try something different. So now they came up with a new plan. New plans, uh, as far as I'm understanding it, is uh, hub, uh, having a hub where a conflict resolution hub where the teachers, it's kind of like a court of law. Well, the teachers and the kids can come together and, and have conflict resolution together, and and they can resolve some of these things, you know. Because sometimes, you know, you say something to a young young person, and the there's a it's, it's like a barrier, you know. It's like a barrier where the adult can't get through. So they have this restorative justice uh, program that's being built, and it teaches responsibilities and values, and the kids can now go to a court of law, kind of like, you know, like, hey, that teacher hollered at me and said something I didn't like or vice versa. And then they have a a team of students or teachers make these different calls to see, well, maybe you could have did this a little bit better. Maybe you you should have not had your cell phone out in the hallway anyway because it's against the rules. And you got a little bit upset and all your peers are there. And it's kind of like peer pressure where all the kids and the teachers get together and say, who's in the right and kind of who's in the wrong. Maybe nobody's in the wrong, but at least they can sit there and discuss this new way of having, uh, you know, conflict resolution with the teachers. Me, myself, I'm on the side of the teachers because they have a lot to deal with, but I know the kids, you know, they have points and might be some teachers that get heated maybe. Um, You know, the the rule says no cell phones in the hallway and you should be in class. Pretty obvious what the rules say, you know. But I think by having the kids have a voice, because they might have maybe because the guy when he went up to the teacher, he said you lied to the dean and you said all these other things that I did not do, and you know whether that's true or not, it gives the kids a voice. So that's this new thing that they're working on here, uh, and it might be effective opposed to just zero tolerance. We don't care. We, we're not listening to your voice. Uh, it doesn't matter what you say. Young, you're young. You should have been following the rules, and we're not tolerating you. And boom, we're sending you, and you're going to be suspended. So now, listen, maybe this is a better way of uh, 
dealing with these kids. And um, I kind of like it, and I think that uh, we're moving in the right direction. Um, that's great. Um, second bit of news is uh, has to do with our favorite social media, Facebook. You know, it's pretty much how Facebook censors your posts. You know, um, Facebook uh, is its own world in itself, as you know. Um, some of the posts that you put up there, if uh, if, if it's something marked uh, that's not tolerable by Facebook, they would they would shut you down, shut your account off. They will even shut your account off at the request of the police. Um, it's this part of the thing, and you ask yourself, well, um, you say to yourself, well, how could they do this? How how can Facebook do this to me? How can they shut you know? How can they shut down my uh, my post? You know, well, it's a simple it's a simple reason. Um, the reason why uh, is you gave Facebook the right to do this. I mean, you did it, and also did, I did it too. You know, everyone who logs on the Facebook gives it gives it this power. And you know, make no mistake about it. Um, there's also more people using Facebook than there are citizens of any country. So basically, we allow Facebook to do this. When you sign up for Facebook, uh, you give them the right to do this. And you got to think, Mark Zuckerberg, he was never elected to any office, but he built the most important website in the world. And he makes decisions now that affect all of us. And guess what? There is no way for any of us to appeal. Okay, there's only one way. And the only way you can appeal it is log off for good. So if you don't like it, you just log off. Those are the rules. Um, who decides these things? Facebook does. Um, so just know that when you enter the Facebook world, you're dealing with Facebook. And, um, you yeah, know, we'll probably put this post up on our, our website, uh, Listen Give. And you guys can read the whole entire post because it's very interesting. It's like all the Facebook censors that you post. You know, it's like the facts, FAQ of Facebook. And uh, we'll probably put this on our, our site. And you guys can go in and enjoy to reading uh, the reason why a lot of people uh, are either shut down or they lose their posts or uh, erased. Uh, uh, Another thing you guys know that uh, Apple, yes, Apple, has released the new, well, it's not totally released yet, so you can't buy it, but they showed it yesterday, the iPhone 7. And, you know, I like it. You know, Gail knows I've always tried to move up to the next iPhone, and I will be moving up to the iPhone 7. Um, it's waterproof, and I've always wanted to take a bath with my phone just in case, you know, because sometimes you have to take care of business and you're in the shower and um, you got to still answer your phone, you know, especially when Gail calls me, you have to answer her phone, you know. So this would be no excuse now. If you're in the shower or wherever you're at, swimming at the beach, uh, the other good thing is you can't get that, oh, your phone has got water moisturizer, so we, or that moisturizer, it has got moisture in the circuitry, so we cannot fix it because we don't cover that part. You've accidentally got water in your phone. It was your fault. 
This will stop those people who have brought their phones back to Apple using their Apple Care and cannot get a new phone because uh, the water in the air has damaged your phone. So now this stops all that. Um, the other thing is now you also we can't use a regular set of headphones, which a lot of people are upset about because they don't want to charge another thing. So now you have to charge your headphones and your phone. Um, but you can buy a adapter that when your your headphones uh, decharge and you have your other headphones with you, you can use this adapter and you can plug it into the lightning port and you can still use a regular pair of headphones. Uh, the greatest thing for me for the new phone is they have a new CPU in the phone that's much faster than the 6 and the previous iPhones. So this phone is ready for the future. Uh, we know that the 10-year year, the ten year anniversary of uh, the iPhone is coming up next year, and they're going to do some other things with the iPhone. It might be the iPhone 7A or 7 Plus, whatever they're going to call it. But they'll have some more features. But I'm looking at this phone, and I like the fact that this phone does these new things. Um, as far as music is concerned, there's a lot of new things you can do with some of the music apps in there that I'm going to check out, and I hope you guys will check out. Um, I mean, this is a great a great new phone, and um, I will be using it. And uh, it comes in two sizes, and um, I can't wait till the end of this month so when I can give you guys more information on the new iPhone 7. Um, it also uh, is supposed to you're supposed to use the headphones and be able to walk a little bit further away from your phone. So it has, an, I guess, a, I guess it would be a Bluetooth 2 or 3.0 or a new type of Bluetooth to where you can leave your phone um, somewhere and you still use your phone. Still use your phone from greater distances. So let's watch out for this thing. See how it works out. Um, we, we'll figure out. You know, this is a nice. Uh, a nice new thing. Uh, I think there's supposed to be a new Super Mario game present on there. I don't know if it's Donkey Kong or what it's going to be. But now it seems like the iPhone is turning into a mini laptop. So that's what they wanted anyway. So you'll be carrying this mini laptop with you um, wherever you go. And um, I'm excited about that. Um, so yeah, so you guys, you know, make sure that if you don't, if you have an older iPhone, it'd be good to update to this. Um, also, they're coming out with the second generation of Apple Watches. I think that Nintendo game is supposed to be on that. So you got the second generation of Apple Watches. I think those two are water resistant, um, and then they also have the new wireless earbuds, earbuds that are coming out, and so you're supposed to be able to watch. Uh, and listen on these things and use them with your Apple phone and maybe with your Apple Watch. So, yeah, that's the news for the day. And um, look out for these new products from Apple. I will probably have a video up on our uh, website. Uh, it'll be titled, maybe this video helps you digest the Apple Week, Apple events in less than two minutes. So you can watch the video. It has Pharrell and a couple of artists in there. And, um, it's great. I'm just looking forward to this thing, um, and we'll see what happens. Hello, Jay. Hello? 
Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes, Jay, we had a, a, an extreme breakdown with uh, Blog Talk Radio. I want to just apologize to our audience. We have to bring Karen Alemo on right away. She has a meeting. I do apologize again, everyone, to our audience. We had an, a tech breakdown where literally, Jay, you were on the line for all this time. And I could not connect or anything. So, um, again, audience, excuse my voice. I've lost my voice. Without further ado, we are actually going to bring on Mrs. Karen Alamo. Kara, hi. Hi, my name is actually Kara Alamo. Good to be with you. Good to be with you as well. We do apologize, and please excuse my voice. As I shared with you yesterday, I had lost it. So, Kara, please meet Jay Logan, our co-founder and uh, co-host of the show, who was actually trying to save up here while we had our technical glitch. Kara, good this to meet is you, Jay Logan. Hi, Kara. So, uh, Kara, if you don't mind, we're going to go right into the show because I know you're, you have a very short time span that you can be with us. And as everyone knows here, we introduced you at the beginning, Kara Alemo is an amazing woman who has achieved quite a bit at such a young age. And we want to, you know, start right away with you, Carrie. We ask that you just tailor your answers to meet the questions so our audience will get as much as they can from you uh, for the short time we have you. Kara, you know, you've written this amazing book, really about global communication amongst cultures, you know. And I want to start really at the beginning with you, Okay. My first question to you is, as a young person, okay, growing up, you know, and, you know, there must have been some kind of love for culture or something. Did you ever think you would be doing the work that you are doing now? Well, so as you mentioned, I recently wrote a book called Pitch, Tweet, or Engage on the Street, How to Practice Global Public Relations and Strategic Communication, and it's currently the number one bestseller on Amazon's list of hot new releases in international business. Growing up, I definitely had a desire to explore the world. I was fascinated by other countries, and I think that that's definitely one of the elements that led me onto the career path. Uh, that I chose and to eventually write this book. Wow. Well, I know Jay has a question for you. Yeah, Kara, so I would like to know a little bit about how did you become an author? So I became an author because I found that there was a huge market need for this book. My career has been in global public relations, so I worked as spokesperson for international affairs in the U.S. Treasury Department, and I also worked at the United Nations in several roles, including as head of communications for the group of heads of state and eminent thinkers who wrote the world's current plan for ending global global poverty. And as a practitioner, I found that there wasn't a resource that I could turn to that would tell me how to adapt my communication strategies when I worked in different countries or cultures. I recently became a professor, and I now teach public relations at Hofstra University on Long Island in New York. And I needed a book for my class that would teach my students how to adapt their public relations messages, strategies, and tactics for different countries and cultures. And there just wasn't a good one out there. So that's why I set out to write this book. 
I did interviews with communication professionals in 31 countries before I started writing in order to find out what best practices are in their particular cultures and what works best in their markets. And I used that information and drew on my own experiences in the Obama administration and at the UN to write the book. Wow, extraordinary. Wow, that's a lot. And if any of your readers are interested, or if any of your listeners are interested in reading the book, I can give you a promo code. The promo code is FLR40, which will get you 20% off and free shipping if you buy the book on Routledge's website. So the website is R-U-T-L-E-D-G-E.com. And then you would search for my book, which is called Pitch, Tweet, or Engage on the Street. If you have trouble finding it there, you can also find the link on my Twitter handle, which is at Kara Alimo, at K-A-R-A-A-L-A-I-M-O. Well, thank you for the information. We have two more questions for you. Um, going back to where we started at, you know, our, there are a lot of young people in college, as you said, you teach stu- a university students. One of the things a lot of a lot of these university students have, and that you can offer to them, Kara, right now as experiences, you know, where do I start? You know what I mean? I want to learn about other cultures, and sometimes I may say the wrong thing or do the wrong thing when I am speaking to other cultures myself. What advice would you give to a college student? who wants to learn more about engaging with other cultures, whether personally or professionally. Well, I think it's critical to do so because whether you go on to work for a corporation, for a nonprofit, or for a national government, professionals today are increasingly expected to be able to practice their craft across countries and cultures and to be able to interact with people from a variety of backgrounds. That's another one of the reasons why I wrote my book. My book talks about key ways in which cultures differ. Uh, So that includes different cultural dimensions. For example, the difference between an individualistic culture and a collectivist culture. I grew up in the United States, which is the most individualistic culture on earth. And so I think of myself as an individual. But in collectivist societies, people actually conceive of themselves as members of a group, as members of their family, for instance. So that's just one example, but I think it helps to be aware of the big, broad differences between cultures, differences in how cultures approach time, differences in how people of different cultures uh, communicate, whether they say things directly and they're low-context communicators or whether you have to pick up on subtle nuances. And so it's important to take a class, to read a book like this, to learn about the differences between cultures. And then my book provides a range of resources that people can use to look up particular cultures. So I go around the world. There were previous researchers who um, broke the world down into 10 different cultural clusters. This was done as part of the GLOBE study, which was a 10-year study done by 170 researchers around the world. And they found that there's 10 big cultural groups in the world. I go around the world in my book and explain the communication practices that work best in each of these different cultural clusters. But my book also provides a range of websites and other resources where you can go to learn more about particular cultures and particular issues. Wow. Well, I know Jay has a question for you. Yes, yes I do. I, I would like to know what are some of the biggest mistakes we make in communication, communicating with other cultures? 
I think one of the biggest mistakes that practitioners make is that they assume that what works in one culture will work in another. And so as I did my interviews with practitioners in 31 countries around the world, I consistently heard people tell me, you know, Americans think that they can develop a communication strategy in the United States and just implement it in Canada or um, a head of global communications for a company will fly to London and think that they can come up with their whole communication strategy for Europe. But the problem is that different cultures are very different. What works in the United States definitely doesn't work in Canada, let alone Hong Kong or uh -huh. Dubai um, or Lagos. And so mm -hmm. that's a huge misconception. And I think where we need to start is with research and understanding of other cultures so that we know what best practices are in different markets and we can adjust our strategies and our practices accordingly. You know, um, Tara, in, in, in listening to you, that, that is a big wow, because in listening to you, most often, um, you know, as Americans here, okay, you look and see that other cultures in other countries sometimes connect better, better on an, uh, from a political standpoint, from a business standpoint, more so than sometimes we as Americans do. And I want to ask you why that is, like, how, why is it that Nigeria, as you just said, Lagos or any of these countries, that Nigeria can communicate with, let's say, China and, create, uh, and foster better business size than some other countries can, as an example. Well, I think it depends on what kind of what kind of level of communication you're talking about, whether it's communication between government, communication between citizens, communication between businesses. So I wouldn't take a whole country and say that one country communicates better than another, but I think it's a matter of understanding cultural nuances and adapting our own practices accordingly. Wow. So it really isn't about is there any difference between you know, you just said something very important. Is there a difference between when you're conducting business and when you're conducting government business? Um, certainly. I, I think that, you know, a big shift has been that governments used to speak to one another or the way that governments used to communicate with foreign publics was basically through propaganda. And there's been a huge shift these days, and now um, there's been a renewed focus on public diplomacy efforts that engage in two-way communication and dialogue between governments and foreign peoples in order to build mutual respect and understanding, and I think that that is very welcome. Wow. Wow, okay. Um, we only have sure. two more questions for you. That'll be it. Um, I know uh, Jay has one. Yes, I, I'm interested in this pitch, tweak, or engage on the street. I was wondering, how did you come up with that name? And the other question within that question, is how, did, how do you take this book takes you on a world tour? Could you explain that? Because I was reading at your website that this book takes you on a tour of the world. So I just was interested mm -hmm. Sure. Um, I came up with the name because there's so many different tactics that work in different cultures. Pitching refers to trying to get media coverage. Tweet obviously refers to using social media. And engage on the street. I think that one type of strategy that can work very effectively that people forget about or don't think about is actually having in-person dialogue. One of the case studies in the book focuses on how the wineries of Bordeaux uh, promoted their product in China. And it wasn't through, you know, paying for high-priced advertising. It was by having events and meeting Chinese people who became their future customers. So that's why I wanted to include all three concepts in the title of the book. 
And as I said before, my book breaks the world down into 10 different cultural clusters that were identified by previous researchers and explains the communication messages, strategies, and tactics that work best within each of them. Wow. What, what was the biggest lesson you learned from the Obama administration, Kara? Well, I guess this is our last question because, unfortunately, I have a 2 o'clock meeting with my boss. Oh. <laughs> um, but oh. one of the big lessons I learned was to get help from local practitioners. So I spent um, a lot of time on airplanes and traveling all over the world in that position. And um, when I traveled to different countries, I would always reach out in advance to the embassy or consulate to ask their communication officer what they think would work best locally. And that advice was hugely helpful to me. And so I think that we have to remember to always get help from local practitioners who understand the culture, understand the local market, and can tell us what will and will not work. Well, Tara, I'd like to thank you. I hope maybe you will come back. I do apologize for the technical glitch. We don't know what happened, but we will talk to Blog Talk Radio. Um, I no worries. It was a pleasure I, to join you. And I hope that you will come back later this year or next year, but I will. we will definitely recommend your book. I actually can't wait to read it. And thank you for taking the time with us. A pleasure. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Well, Jay, I think that was an, having an amazing person like Karen Alamo on. Um, you know, I, again, I'm not happy about the tech, technical glitch. Uh, <laughs> still not happy about it. But we will talk with Blog Talk Radio about that. You know, um, Jay, one of the things that, you know, I love about what Kara has talked about, you know, this is a perfect example. Technical glitch today cannot communicate. You know what I mean? And having right. a book such as what Kara shared, right? What's so amazing about having a book like that is that you can communicate, you can go back to the one-on-one communication, you know what, directly with people. It brings us back to one another. And I think that that's so important. What are your thoughts on that? I think I think the book is, is wonderful. Because uh, there's, like you were saying over and over, Different cultures communicate in different ways. And this is something you have told, taught me from your travel. When you go over to Europe, you have to deal with different situations. And what no might not mean no over in France. It might mean something else. It might mean, it might mean a bunch of things. And yes might not mean yes. And it's how you, you, you answer these questions dealing with different cultures because they have different, uh, a different way of talking and communicating. So I think that it's great to know that somebody has written a book that will help all of us engage and socialize with different countries, but we won't get over there and be shocked that uh, we might have said the wrong thing or disrespected someone. By, and it might not be disrespect in, in our culture, but it might be disrespectful in their culture. So I think it's great. Exactly. I also think uh, what Kara has shared about the nuances of understanding what is a collective society versus what is an individualistic society and looking through the lens of those areas. You know, we often, even as Americans, we look through the lens of how we see things. And one of the things I've learned to do early on is look through the lens of the culture there. I uh, most often like to go to a country where I am not staying in a touristy area, where I'm staying in an area that, you know, the people who are of that country are and, they go about their daily lives so that I can observe and learn and see, smell, and experience the sights that are there. Well, you know, 
Jay, this is we usually have a longer show uh, with the technical glitch and so forth. Um, we will have to uh, end our show now. But as always, I'm glad that we had the opportunity to be on together, and we'll see everyone next Wednesday. Thank you so much, everyone, for joining us today. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware.